from Jillian Pensavale. Patrick Hines. <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? You're getting so Courtney Love about it. Oh, am I? You're getting very like girl with a bunch of R's rock. And I love it. I love letters to Cleo. Don't come for me, you guys. Do not. I love, I'm like an Ani DeFranco Tori Amos person. But you're getting very, I'm, I mean, if we're going to do this little, this like mid to mid-ish 90s uh-huh. girl rock thing. Yeah. Should we try? Yeah. Jillian Pensavale. Patrick Hines. No, it doesn't work with the banana. Let's stick to let's stick to what we know. Let's stick to our expertise. Theater. Musical theater. Here we are. Here we are. Hi, girl. Hey, girl. Um, before we get to the show, you guys, we have to remind you about our Patreon. Check uh, it out. Today we're recording episode seven of Serial. Introducing Miss Deirdre Enright. Hero Bell, where is it? I know. <laughs> I love Deirdre. Deirdre Enright is amazing. She's not here for Sarah's shit. Or like anyone's. Right. Who else uh, is not here for Sarah's shit? Me. <laughs> you know, it's surprising me. Yeah. Every episode I'm like, oh, this is how I feel again. We're back here emotionally. All right. Let's go on this ride. So you guys come along with me. I don't know what's going to happen next week. We'll see. <laughs> It's fun revisiting it. So you guys check it out. We've got that. Um, all of our extended outtakes are on our Patreon feed. We have two other full bonus episodes, a whole bunch of mini episodes. Like, there's just more content than you could ever know what if to do If you with. sign up right now, the TCO Patreon feed in your phone will yeah. have, I'm not kidding you guys, no less than 20 things to listen yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. All no of them No less hilarious. than 20 for $5. Just <laughs> We have another podcast. It's called My So-Called Podcast. Yes, you guys. It's a journey through my so-called life. It's true crime obsessed for my so-called life. It really is a journey. It is what a, a journey. Perf- it is a, a journey. journey. <laughs> I'm so here for it. I love it. You guys, the first nine episodes are up. The last one we uploaded was uh, Halloween. Ooh. Oh my God. Nikki Driscoll. Oh God. Enough. Back in time. Enough. You guys, before we start. <laughs> Joanne, let's just give a huge disclaimer. Yeah. Like uh, Jesus Camp and yeah. The 7-5 and all this and every documentary, like not all West Virginians. Yes. We know that West Virginia is a beautiful place. Yes. <laughs> when we do this podcast, welcome to True Crime Obsessed. When we do this podcast, <laughs> we are talking about the documentary we watched and the people in it. Yes. We know 100%. Like, it's like if I got, if I was like, we can't do The 7-5 because people from Queens are in it. And how, like, you guys, like not. Not all Queens people, not all Christians, not all West Virginians. Yes. We totally get it. And we're also very sensitive to the fact that whether the jackass guys knew it or not, they made a documentary about the opioid crisis. Right, and right, right, right. They didn't, they didn't know they did that. Yeah. <laughs> they thought these people were hilarious and they were glorifying them. Patrick and I know it's totally. about the opioid crisis. We both know people who are addicts and 100%. in recovery yep. uh, in, from, all, from heroin to alcohol. We totally get it. But these guys are ridiculous and you wanted us to do it. So should we have some laughs? Yeah. Let's do it. Ugh. Girl, what are we talking about today? The trashiest, garbiest people <laughs> in all the land. I mean, the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. This was rough. I've been seeing people talk about this documentary for years. I've never watched it. It's un. Believable. Listeners, yeah. you wanted it, you got it. Also, <laughs> uh, for people playing along at home, it's not whites as in white people. It is, but their Correct. last name is white. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was some confusion in the Facebook group. I thought it was like a, ra- <laughs> like a racist documentary. There are Confederate flags everywhere in this documentary. Right. It's horrendous. No teeth, shit ton of Confederate flags. <laughs> and drugs. Not a shower or a, a bar of soap to be seen, but Confederate flags for days. <laughs> And cigarettes. And drinking and driving. (laughs) And passing out. (laughs) And being naked. And children with no supervision. Oh, and also um, twirling guns in like the proximity of babies. Can we, I, (laughs) everything is in caps and bolded on my notes. Every single. No, me too. Me too. It's a veritable pride flag. I'm just like, well, I guess it's all important. I don't know. Who cares? (laughs) Fuck this. (laughs) Can you tell me about the reputation of the White family in Boone County and West Virginia? I'd really rather not comment on that. When you represent the Whites, you don't know what you're going to get into. Shootings, armed robbery, embezzlement, forgery, drug cases, burglary, fights, things like that. I enjoy killing people, cutting them up, shooting them. 
Star can't stop killing you. I chop a simple chop and throw him in a damn mine shaft up in a garbage bag. I got three mine shafts up his house. Well, I used to be water in the back. I used to try a little coke here and there. I smoked a little crack. Right here, listen. You want to hear the Boone County mating call? Sound good, baby. Like if you started some with me, it would be I'd like I'd buy to. It was one hell of a night. I just went on a rampage pretty much. I said, Brandon, what are you gonna do? Shoot me? It's just strange how everything had happened in our family. It seems like their lives has just been a party. And we're just living like as a story. At your funeral, what do you want people to do? Rock and roll, baby. Even though they might be the most hated family, well, they're probably the most free. They are the true rebels of the South. All right. You want to get this started? Yeah. The music that they play in this yeah. is straight out of that episode of South Park where it's like, you do a line, I'll do a line, honey. You snort K and I'll snort K, honey. I'll send you the link. You have to play it. It's the exact same. Don't tell me it's different music. That is exactly what it is. And they tap dance to it. You know they'd be I know. humming for any other person in the world I who's know. like made a living as a tap dancer. They would they would be calling them every horrible yes. name that we would never repeat yes, in the yeah, book. Yes, one hundred percent. But their trashy family does it, so it's cool. <laughs> I fucking hated this movie so much. Here's the thing. I I mean I don't really know how this is true crime unless you consider it like a crime against humanity, which I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, well, or the fact that they're just like selling drugs. We're watching them like buying like pills for eight dollars and selling them for nine dollars. Like they're also ripping off the Social Security Administration. They're confessing to murders. Yeah, that's true. And they're confessing to stabbings <laughs> and attempted murders. They're right. drinking and driving. They're snorting and driving. Yeah. So that's yeah, so true crime. It's nice. Um, I wanted to point out that there the adjectives used to describe the whites. If you were to take out the word white and substitute it with Florida, it would be right up our alley. They don't want to conform to any authority, no rules, and all they got to do is to fuss, fight, and party. Some of them are good, some of them are entertaining, and a whole lot of them are just trouble and and dangerous. You know what? <laughs> this movie starts out with us meeting 28 people. At one point, my I'm, literally, I'm not kidding, you guys, on page three and a half of my notes, with it, within the first 10 minutes. Yeah. I just write in caps, are we done meeting people? <laughs> How many people are we going to meet? <laughs> All of their middle names are Bob, even the women. like <laughs> All of the women are named men. There's like Kirk and Bobby Sue. Well, Sue Bob's nickname is Kirk? Like what? I don't know. I can't keep any of their names straight. So the first person, the first one, the first one of the whites that we meet is Mamie White. Mammy? I don't Mammy? know. She sounds like what I would imagine like a truck full of cigarettes personified would sound like. <laughs> My name is Mamie White, and I'm the biggest and the meanest and the baddest of all the White family. Should we, like, describe Mamie a little bit? Sure, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do it? The thing, I I have already blocked out so much of this, so I'm trying to just get a visual. She looks like she's in her 50s. She's probably 20, you know? (laughs) They're, like, all 20. That's just, like, what seems to happen with these families. They all are just suddenly weirdly the same age. She just has, like, you know, she's heavy, and she's got, like, her skin is horrendous, and her hair is in a ponytail, and it's all, like, braided. and. Girl, run a comb. This movie is about you run the comb through your hair. She also does this thing when we first meet her that I hate when people do so much. We talked about a little in the 7-5 where she's like I'm the biggest baddest and meanest like okay <laughs> when people wear that like a right. badge yeah, that they're yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. Big, the biggest badass and the meanest and the this and the that like take a seat I know and we're gonna see actually put down the black beauties and the scotch you've had plenty <laughs> oh mammy I'm the baddest bitch in the whites and I'm like oh 
Okay. <laughs> oh my God. So she's the one who introduces us to the father, the patriarch, D. Ray White. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't understand. He made his living as a tap dancer and uh, he became famous. Uh, excuse you, a mountain tap dancer. <laughs> I will have you know. And my father is D. Ray White. He was the last king of the mountain tap dancer. He invented his own style of dancing. He knows 52 steps that nobody else could do. Nobody showed him or taught him. He did this of his own heart and his mind. He just did it with his own heart and mind. Okay, also, you guys, <laughs> side note. You know I watch these with closed captions just yeah. so that I can get all the details right. <laughs> yes. Within 15 minutes, it was already, I posted this picture in the Facebook group. It was like inaudible. Inaudible. <laughs> just, I, I don't know. Like, the, the closed captions were that shrug emoji. They were just like, girl, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. So the, the audio in this might be a little rough for you, you guys. Girl. I'm actually nervous about that. I don't. We're gonna see how it goes when well, we get. You have to play it, and then it's like this is what we dealt. Like, what do you yeah, put, like? <laughs> if, you guys, if you're not watching the documentary and you listen to us, so that you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, we were just as lost as, as you're gonna be. <laughs> We're all in this together, everybody. But so D. Ray is just literally stomping on stomping barefoot on a piece of plywood, right? But he got super famous. My father, D. Ray White, was really getting really famous. He was on his way to Canada to finish making his film, The Talking Feet, and he got killed in a shootout. No, what happened was some idiot was playing with their gun and shot the guy. <laughs> let's let's not make this like a re, like a like a, a, a shooting of honor. It most right. certainly was not. D-Ray was was shot making a movie called Talkin' Feet, which was about his the 52 dance moves he made up on it, which is really just a really super hard shuffle ball change and a time step <laughs> thrown in there and stomping. Like, right. it's really, like, I don't get what the big deal is. Same. But then we get a montage of all of the other dead whites. So he left four sons behind that he tried to leave his talent to. This is the beginning of these names not making a lick of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Mark White, and Mammy says, my brother Mark, his name is Donald Maris White. <laughs> <laughs> How, where do you get Mark? I'm really asking. Donald I, uh, Maris White. Yeah, not not a clue. They call him Mark. Yeah. All right. Well, he got in a fight with this guy. Came over about his pet bull, and when he opened the door to see who was at the door, they shot and killed him. Dorsey White went and bought a pistol. And Dorsey evidently took the clip out the bottom, thought it was empty, and when he put it to his temple to show him it wasn't loaded, it went off. And, that was the end of Dorsey. And that was the end of Dorsey. <laughs> That's her little brother that she's talking about. The way she talks about these people. I know. Pony White was in trouble for a prescription fraud. And he got the hell out of there. So he hauled Heine out here to Minnesota to change his life. Got him a job. Got him a home. He's doing fine. Even Mammy's like, got a job, got a home. He's doing fine. And I'm like, okay, so it is possible. Great. Good to know. <laughs> Uh, Jesco White ended up with oh. D. Ray's shoes. D. Ray, the father, yep. the famous mountain tap dancer. He ended up with their shoes. And PBS, PBS, <laughs> Sesame Street, <laughs> Classic Arts Showcase, Culture, PBS yeah. made a documentary called The Dancing Outlaw. Yep. The clip they play. Ow, it hurts. The with the force with which. I know. I took the butcher knife and held it up to her neck. I said, if you want to live to see tomorrow, you better start frying them eggs a little bit better than what you're frying. I'm tired of eating sloppy, slimy eggs. This guy is crazy. We will find out later that he has brain damage from huffing gasoline. Like, he huffs so much gasoline that it eats a hole in his brain. Mm-hmm. This is what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And but th- they also say about the thing about Jesco is that like because he's like the the new mountain tap dancer in town, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and um, he has D Ray's shoes, or and and this documentary came out with him about him. He's super famous. You in guys, this he's town. like really, really, really famous. Like, I, and I, we're not fucking. I no, mean, yeah, yeah. They call him Appalachian royalty at one point. Okay. Like, and- <laughs> Right. <laughs> he. This is not a joke. Yeah. He literally can't leave his house. He's so famous in that area that he can't just like be outside. He puts these very uh, <laughs> ridiculous looking keep out signs, <laughs> which people steal or like write love notes yeah, to him. On I know them. it's insane. There's people that love Jessica, but they're also fascinated with him to a point that is very disrespectful. You know, obviously go to his home and see what's on the front of his door. It's it's a different sign every day. He can't even put up a sign that says, keep out of this place without a fan coming and taking it down as a souvenir. So 
After we get this round robin of the crazies, we get the on-screen text that says, oh, they learned how to use on-screen text. Oh, good. They should call the disgraced people and teach them how to use it. Well, this it's impossible not to because they have this family tree, so it's always yeah, like... it's true. Like, they have to say who's cousin and who they're related to, and it's it's super nuts. Totally. So if they didn't, I'd be like... I know. I know. Girls. <laughs> girls. So we get this on-screen text that says these filmmakers decided to follow this family around for a year. Yeah, it's a year in the life. It is. Of the and it's, family. I, I gotta say, unlike the last movie we watched, I feel like whether we like the subjects or not, I think this movie's well made. Right. Well, because they weren't, there was nothing happened. Like right. a lot of stuff yeah. happened, but there wasn't a story to follow. Totally. It was very much like the 7 5, where it's like, here's a ridiculous thing. And here's another <laughs> ridiculous thing. Oh, they're drinking and driving. Great. Cocaine. Like it's very similar to the 7 5, actually. <laughs> So now we meet Birdie Mae White, a.k.a. the Miracle Woman. She gets Hero Bells. This woman, I she, mean, she Hero Bells with an asterisk because, you know. It, did you hear how light it was? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, I agree. Totally. Birdie Mae is like the matriarch. The reason why my mother got the name of the Miracle Woman is because she raised over 34 kids, if not more, that was abandoned and that needed help from the loss of their mothers or the loss of their fathers. And my sisters and brothers, you know, had them and just left them and didn't want them. But my mom took them in. This woman raised a million kids. Yeah, they say 34. Because people, I guess she was just like, hey, I'll I'll take care of humans. Right, yeah. (laughs) And people are like, yo, what? And then they just dropped off, they got in the pickup truck and dropped their eight children off at Birdie's house. So she was somehow not able to pass down this great virtue or value in life. Like she, all of them turned out to be monsters, but okay. They're like the the Dementors in Harry Potter. They just suck all the life out of her, the poor thing. And she was married to D-Ray. So she's like the matriarch of this whole thing. D-Ray, the famous mountain dancer, was her mountain tap dancer. That's the thing. Yeah. So then we meet Susie Mae White, but everyone calls her Kirk. <laughs> you guys, don't ask me. I don't know. Jessica's my uncle. My mom's his sister. She is so hammered. And when I say, you guys, uh, for, for this episode only, maybe, when we say hammered, that involves like pills. Hammered maybe is booze, not just drugs. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Usually like in my everyday life when I say hammered. It's, it's like wine. From wine and vodka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not she, here. These no, no, people no, no. are pill poppers. Pill snorters. Snorters, yeah. Excuse you. Exactly. Uh, they will drink. Let's yeah. not get it. Let's. Correct. Um, so she is Birdie Mays, the miracle woman's granddaughter, and her mother's named Bo. You guys, I don't know. <laughs> here, how about, can we not care about so much who's who? The family no, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Excellent. Totally. Yeah, um, well, exact, one, that's the only way to do it. Great. So her father is in prison for double murder. <laughs> Um, they tried to charge her with a shashery. She can't say it. But she's not a snitch. She's not a snitch. Don't even ask her. They tried to charge me with a shashery. And I told him, I said, just go ahead and send my ass to jail. Because I'm not a snitch. I wouldn't snitch nobody out. And she's been to jail so many times she can't count. She seems nice. And also, like, she's got this adorable, adorable son who's playing in, like, an indoor tent in this, like, filthy tent. Uh-huh. And, inside. Like, inside. She's just, like, openly in front of him talking about how much she loves to get into fights. Uh-huh. And how she'll come for you. It doesn't matter who you are. I love to fight. Uh-huh. Horrendous. Slurring her words. And the, the son, who's named Tyler. Yeah. But they spell it wrong because... <laughs> how do they spell it? T-Y-L-O-R. It's Tyler. Like, it's with an E. Ty- like, really? Yeah, we all know how to spell it. He's what, eight? Eight, sure, yeah. yeah. I love to fight. I really do. You never do fight me yet, but I want you to. Then we meet we meet Sue Bob White, who's bouncing on a trampoline. And this she's got- bitch. <laughs> I, I said, who is this bitch on the fucking trampoline in my notes? Well, first of all, they call her Bob. So her name is Sue Mae White. They call her Sue Bob. Yeah. And she prefers Bob. <laughs> So she's Mamie's sister. Doesn't matter. matter. Great. Fuck it. Um, (laughs) What's most important, she's always been the sexiest woman in the family. I've always been a sexist one in the family. I've always had comments from thousands of people. She used to make a killing as a stripper, you guys. Well, I used to be a stripper back then when I was 17, 18, 19 years old. And I made the bukus of money. I'd bring home at least fifteen to $2,000 a night in my boot. Two grand a night? <laughs> 
she wasn't getting that money from stripping. She Again, was doing some stuff in some back room and some right. on some disgusting couch that like made noise <laughs> when you sat on it. That's how she made two grand a night. There is a Patrick size hole in the door. I have moved to West Virginia to become a stripper. I mean, yeah, but thousands. I mean, thousands of people were telling her how sexy she is. <laughs> Just ask her; she'll tell you. Then we mean Bo, and her son is Derek. Bo, D- Bo, and Derek. I know. I thought that too. They called Derek Jerky. Why not? Uh, <laughs> AKA the old dirty white boy. He's like, old. He's like twenty three. Yeah. I was like, you're you're gonna think he's hot. He's very 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 hot. I knew it. But like, I knew it. These people are so messed up that it's just kind of like you can't even you know. No. But like, imagine him in another life. He'd be a model. He'd be like a runway model in New York City. He's gorgeous. Okay. But they, Bo and Derek, do a lot of drugs together. This is unreal. Lots. Bo takes us through like her preferred drugs. I used to try a little coke here and there. Smoked a little crack, you know what I mean? I've tried this and that. My favorite buzz, choice of buzz, is marijuana. I love marijuana. I'm a pothead. But her favorite is marijuana. Uh. <laughs> and then her son, sitting next to her on the couch, takes us through his favorite drugs. No, I'll tell you straight up what I like. I prefer Roxy <laughs> Cotton, uh, a Lorset, a Norico, a Viking and Ez, a Percocet 10, a Xanax, especially a Zanny Bar. Right here, listen. You want to hear the Boone County mating call? The Boone County mating call. <laughs> when I heard the preview, because I, I listened to it, I didn't watch it. Oh, I God. thought it was spray paint. I literally <laughs> thought that it was like, these are just hooligans out like spray painting. No, 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 no. These are full on opioid addicted people who need a ton of fucking help. Oh, Patrick, you beautiful tropical fish. <laughs> it's spray paint. Girl. <laughs> And then Bo's like, we're really good people. Everyone's just always putting us down. Like she has no, and that's the other thing. These people like have no awareness. They're so entitled. And one of the lawyers, one of their zillions of lawyers says that, that they just think that they can do whatever the fuck they want. Don't say, you're really not good people. No, yeah. Like you're not. You're like stealing money and killing people and stabbing people. Like, can you stop it? And just raising hell. Like it's just, it's awful. Seriously. So we get, look, we go back to like a round robin of like all of the things that they do wrong. Larceny, prescription, fraud, shooting, Arm robberies, embezzlement, forgery, drug cases, burglary, fights, things like that. I love uh, one of their defense lawyers is like, they're clever. They're not educated necessarily, but they are very clever, crafty in what they do. Clever, not educated. Don't, I'm not educated. Don't quote me, not educated, but they're clever. I just think they don't give a fuck and they know they have nothing to lose. Right. I don't think that makes them clever. I think they just don't care. Totally. And they feel like, well, we've been getting away with it for so long. It doesn't matter. We can do whatever we want. 100%. And then we get a tour from Jesco, who's like, I I robbed that bank over there, and I robbed that gas station. (laughs) Here on the left, this used to be an Exxon gas station. And uh, this used to be a grocery store. That's the one I robbed when I went to former school when I was younger. On the right side of the road where the church is, and I also robbed Hit two times and got away. Oh, what happened to the store? There used to be a store over there. I robbed it. And I'm like, (laughs) you guys... So they take us now to Bert, like the matriarch, Bertie's birthday party. And Bertie is sitting on the couch, surrounded by her children and grandchildren, like smoking pot, blowing it into each other's mouths, doing pills, snorting lines. Mm-hmm. And Bertie wants nothing to do with any of that. It's also the worst rendition of happy birthday I've ever. How do you mess up happy birthday? Did you, did you really hear that? Yeah. I was like, yeah. my musical theater ears are. Mm. Happy birthday, dear mother. Happy birthday to you. I love you, Mom. We love you many more. It's just horrible. And here's the thing. Like, there this is when I started to be like, this is not funny at all. Uh-huh. This is a nightmare. The kid is crying. Right. And they are actually passing a plate of drugs over him and not caring that this child is crying. A party. <laughs> oh, he's going in shock. Oh, baby. No. That's my counterbalance. Right <laughs> Don't do this. Take every child and every animal I know. out of these houses. And the mother who is just, can I just fucking turn 85 at peace i know is telling them every five seconds to stop right and they're screaming let me ask i want to smell that stuff man i'll do her like that i ain't doing nothing let me ask that see and then like one of them bursts out of the bathroom fully naked and 
then does that like dance where the peen moves around <laughs> just like moving his hips around it's so horrible and then he turns around and shoves his ass in Mamie's face and she shoves him I <laughs> so hard into some table that's straight out of hoarders there's just a ton of shit on it old picture frames and piles of magazines and newspapers from the 70s and she shoves him into it with all of her might and there's plenty of it and it is just I'm like wow you guys were 15 minutes in also, I want to do say I want to say one thing. Yeah. Every single time a man and a woman meet in this movie, they greet like they're dating. Uh huh. And then you realize they're, they're all related. related. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. So then we're so now we're back to Kirk's house. She's a girl and the mother of that adorable little boy Tyler. Uh huh. She's yelling at Tyler that maybe having had six cans of soda was too much. I have never actually seen a kid bounce off the walls before. He is doing it because he's jumping on his bed. Yes. He's throwing things with all of his might. This little boy has so much anger in him. Yes. It's heartbreaking. And, you know, we get to know him a little bit better out throughout the movie. He's a really sweet kid. And that's like the tragedy of all of this. Right. Like when you see the little kids around them and you know they're going to grow up to be just like their parents. Right. It's awful. And he's all, can you, Kirk, maybe tell your son not to try to open that seventh can with his teeth? <laughs> So now we hear about Dennis. And we don't know if Dennis is Tyler's dad or not. We don't know. Yeah, no, we have no idea. But Tyler, re- this is where some of Tyler's anger comes out. Yep. He does not like Dennis at all. Kirk, the mom, liked Dennis because he had an 18-wheeler and a job. Uh-huh. Aim high. Aim right. high, ladies. So there's a photo up on the bulletin board that's been ripped in half. So yeah. it, it was a photo of Kirk <laughs> and Dennis. Here's what I love about this, which is like, it just makes me laugh so much. She ripped the side of the photo with Dennis in it yeah. out. But the ripped half of her is still on the bulletin board. It's a good picture. She looks great. And I think that's hilarious that she didn't even, she's like, oh, I want to put this up. I look, I look pretty. But she didn't like cut it so that right. it could still just be a nice photo of her. It's just ripped all uneven and it's just up there. I don't know why, but that made me laugh so hard. But then we find out, she tells us that um, he cheated on her. Hey, he ends up screwing my cousin. <laughs> And then I end up stabbing his ass. So she stabbed his ass. <laughs> I meant to slit his throat. And that's for real. I meant to kill that motherfucker. And I stabbed him. It was cool. It was cool. You got her child. You guys, her child yeah. is behind her playing in that outdoor piece of playground thing that's inside in the, the living home. room. Yeah. And she's describing how Birdie May. The hey, matriarch of the, the grandmother, whole thing. the one that got the hero bells in the beginning. She cleaned up the blood and hid the knife, so there's no evidence that so they couldn't take me to jail. How many crimes did she just admit to? I know on camera. I know. I'm saying, like, and then Tyler has like Tyler chimes in about his thoughts about Dennis. You and Dennis, hell of a damn bastard hit you. It's just so sad because this kid knows. I know this, that his mom was being hit by this guy. It's just like really, and then. He does this thing, which is a meme. I didn't know this because I had never seen this movie before. Me either. And so there's this meme because Tyler does something and he says, Dennis is this, but he's flipping off. He has both of his hands doing a middle finger. Yeah. And she's like, stop cussing. And I'm like, you just admitted to attempted murder (laughs) and that you have an accomplice. Yeah. (laughs) Like you have just said a lot of shit. Two middle fingers. Like that's, that is where you draw the line. So it's six months later and Kirk has had a baby. Kirk, the mom, has had a baby. So we didn't know she was pregnant. While she's doing all of these drugs. Uh Uh-huh. I got pregnant before I stabbed Dennis. Oh. Okay. And guess what? Surprise! It's Dennis's baby. Fun for the whole gigantic 80-member family. I know. So we see her in her hospital room and her cousins, they're like taking care of her. She... Just just this whole situation. I know. She's super cracked out. You don't know if it's because like she's on morphine from the pregnant, from having the baby. Right. Like she did just give birth. Again, not a mother, but from what I understand. It's a very trying experience. When my baby gets older, I'd like for her life to go in a totally different direction than what mom went. You know, finish school, do the right things, stay away from the wrong people. You know, have her own dreams, 
work hard toward him. And you see the baby, and the baby is beautiful, and she is in love with this baby. You, how would you? How old would you estimate that baby? Days, two, uh, uh, two days old at the most. Not even. Not yeah, even. Maybe, right? Yeah. I mean, it's brand new. Well, I want to make that perfectly clear yeah. because of what she does next. Take it away. Let me paint a picture. <laughs> it's the hospital room. She's in the hospital gown. This beautiful, sweet baby is sleeping soundly. Yeah. And her stupid asshole cousin, I'm saying it, I don't care, mm-hmm. brings in pills. And Kirk actually says, she's like, now it's time for my medicine. Ugh. And she's kneeling on the floor of the hospital bed. She can reach out her arm and touch her Babe. day old baby. Yeah. And starts snorting lines in the hospital. Yep. And then she's shocked that the hospital won't let her take the baby home. Right. So there, again, the filmmaking school of on-screen text, we find out. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that they the hospital wants to keep the baby for 72 hours for observation. And so she's devastated. This is where we start to see Kirk talking about how, like, she's trying to stay out of trouble. Like, you can see that she's really starting to understand that, like, being a new mother and ha- having this, like, major drug habit is not going to work. And now with like Kirk fresh out of the hospital, we're at somebody's house. And out come the guns. <laughs> What's worse, chloroform or guns? <laughs> well, it's also like this kid, guns. just like <laughs> in the middle of the of the living room, surrounded by people and children. He's like cocking this gun. I killed a deer with this issue. Right. He's cu- he's like trying to show off is yeah. what he's trying to do. Yeah. And, he- and then he actually says, Step back, Junior. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> all I the know. kids and the animals, someone- I'll take all of them. I like, know. I'll I know. just deal with it in the interim until someone who's more qualified. It's horrendous. And then we get this like montage of like how much they love guns. And like we care. get it. You guys, listen, I get it. I know that people like their guns. I get sure. it. They're out in the back and they're shooting their guns and it's whatever, like, you know, it's a, it, it's not my life and if, it looks just, it looks like a lot to me. If you have to say the word step back, Junior, please I know. stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I think any responsible gun owner totally. would say, yeah, probably, if you have to say the word step back, Junior, right. you take a step back yourself. And that, my, that's my thing too, is that like, please tell me that every responsible gun owner saw that and cringed. Absolutely, because again, not all West Virginians, not all gun owners. Right. And also, um, he is giving tattoos in the kitchen. And spelling the name wrong. This kid, they're all so fucked up. This kid can't figure out how to spell Raven. Right. M-A-R-E. That's an E, right? Right here. R-A-V-E-N. R-A-V-E-N. Shit, I was putting an A in there. Fucking good. Can't tell. He can't figure out where the E and the A go. And then he's like, I'm so good, you can't even notice it. And right. then they show it. It looks like a third grader <laughs> learning cursive for the first time. That's what it looks like. That's it. I'm like, are you this kidding me? This is what me? these people are doing for fun in the kitchen. So you guys, they don't work. Yeah. This is their daily life. So that's why we didn't see it for six months, because it's that. Totally. It would be a 10-part series, and thank God it's yep. not. It's the ugliest tattoo of all time. <laughs> so now we're going to pick up Mamie's daughter, Mousy <laughs> from prison because she's been there for four years and they're all popping pills on the way there. Mousy, explain Mousy. I it's she's not by the way. She's not. No, 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 no. There's nothing Mousy about her. Her husband Charles is a bastard and a cheater. <laughs> but then she wastes no time hopping out of this caravan to like get into like to get on a phone and try to track him down. James Charles Greener. Here we go, Charles Green. That's all she's worried about. He didn't come to work. Oh, okay. She actually looks good. You can tell this girl. This girl's been off drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like she looks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the minute she's out, they're like, "Here are your pills. Here are the, here's the beer. Let's get to a fucking moving vehicle and just be super stoned and drunk. Excellent." But here's where we learn that her deadbeat husband Charles yep. cheated on her with Kirk, right? Who stabbed her boyfriend or whoever Dennis for cheating on her. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Whatever happened to women supporting women? When I was in prison the second time, he cheated on me with my cousins, Kirk. Moved her in my apartment for two months. And then when I made pro, we made her move out. She cut up all my wedding pictures, uh, all my clothes, destroyed my apartment before she left. 
Kirk trashed Mousy's place yeah. and like cut up all her wedding photos, which I would would you kind of love to see? You know uh. they're you know they're in the woods with guns. You know. So then we check in with Pony. Who so is, Pony's the one that got away. So I come to Minnesota to have a better life for myself. You know what I mean? And for my kids. I want them to have better than what I had. And you think, you guys, you think he's going to be normal. He's not. He's as normal as he you can possibly be. Totally. So he hightails it to Minnesota. His daughter is named Virginia. <laughs> which is like, you can take the Virginia out of the pony or whatever. <laughs> His son is Jerry, which is the most absurd name for a 13-year-old. And he's like, I'm Jerry. And I'm like... <laughs> Jerry has some thoughts too. Like these kids are talking about what they left behind back there, and they're they are happy to be gone. They don't miss it. Being no. robbed by their own relatives, being <laughs> robbed by their own ten year old cousins. They're like shit is real down there. They start shit real young. Which is, I guess, why you name your kids Jerry, like a oh, super old, like a, an adult's name, because it's like you got to grow up soon, Jerry. Well, so Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's 10 years old and he's talking about how like if no, he was, he's like a teenager is he he looks he's so just, little yeah he's like he's he's older than 10 he's, he's let's say he's 11 <laughs> alright I'll see I'll, I'll meet you at 10 and I'm a half I'm sure alright let's go but he's talking about how if he still lived in West Virginia he'd be dead my life would be different cause I'd probably be dead by now hanging around the wrong people and probably overdosed or something on drugs. These kids know that they got out of Dodge and it was a good thing. It's kind of amazing how aware they are. 100%. Of the horror. Yeah. So just real quick, we like take a hard left. <laughs> Dressed in camouflage, he looked like he was ready to hunt, but police say this teenager was waging war in Boone County. So we cut to this news footage and we're like, okay, like, is something happening? Right. Because nothing has, you guys, nothing's happened to this right. documentary. <laughs> they just like walked around and snorted pills for like the last no, 40 minutes. No, they drove around right. drunk and snorted pills. How dare you? And, and you guys remember the mountain tap dancer? Like, what was I know. that about? Sometimes when you would see them pulling out of parking lots and stuff, I, I actually had the thought like they had to go get a driver's test. Like they actually like study and actually go take a test for their driver's license. One time when they were 17 right. and never again. TMV, <laughs> can we talk about that? Like that's... That's a little ridiculous. So we hear that the police are saying this teenager was waging war in Boone County. And I'm like, you guys, I know. So Sue Bob, the sexiest woman in the world, (laughs) henceforth known as sexy. I'm just going to call her sexy. That. Um, his name is Brandon. Yeah. And he is the son of sexy. So here's what happened. Just real quick. He was buying Xanax, which is his drug of choice. Uh huh. They all have one. They all have a drug of choice. Which is like, they're kids. They're children. I know. And a little coke and a little weed. (laughs) But a whole bunch of guns. Right. A shitload of guns. guns. (laughs) So sexy tells us that Brandon was the best kid you could ever meet until he got in with the wrong crowd who just so happens to be his fucking family. (laughs) Don't act like he just like... randomly found these people right, it's right. his family got in with the wrong crowd you're the wrong crowd it's you so he's on a shit ton of guns xanax weed coke he's on like a, quite a cocktail it's like have a cosmo have a lemon drop I know. Chaos that started late Monday night in Wharton. Police say the teenager got into a fight with his uncle over the phone. So he stole a car, drove to Billy Hastings' home, and pulled out a rifle. So we are introduced to this guy, Billy Hastings, who's Mammy's boyfriend. Apparently. We never see them together, not one time. Right. So... Billy says he had a shit ton of guns in his car because it was deer hunting season. Yeah. <laughs> so then they went to Jesco's place and partied there for a couple days. Just went on a bender with guns. Great. For a couple days. And I really don't understand what happened, but basically Same. Brandon... I do not understand what happened. It ends with everyone has been high for three days. And... Every, each side, each party here, Billy and Brandon, they've been on three-day benders, and they yeah. have a shit ton of guns. Right. So there was some altercation anyway. They were angry to begin with. Yeah. And then Brandon, like, shot the guy. And, like, Billy is here telling us the story. And he's right. like, he shot me in the neck, and then he shot me in the <laughs> eye, and then he shot me. I'm like, how can you live to I tell know. the story? He got shot in the face three times and is alive. And then we go back to Derek, the one you think is hot, oh who's, my God. like, who hum does enough, drugs hum with hum his hum mother. Hum. Yeah. <laughs> 
he says this thing because I'm like, I don't know what the hell happened, but like someone was shot and there someone's in jail, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and and Derek's like, so you tell me who got the better end of that deal? And I, I was just like, I don't know, dude. It sounds like you think there's a real answer to that question, but honestly, it looks fucking terrible from where I'm standing. So I don't know. <laughs> I thought the same thing. It sounds like he has an answer. <laughs> I guess Billy, because Billy's alive and out of prison. Like, I guess that's what he's saying. Right. But when it all, I was just like, dude, it's all fucking bad. I know, I know. It looks bad from where I am. And meanwhile, this guy, Brandon, is young. He's like, you know, he's like, he looks like he's like 17 or 18. Right. So he's in prison. We, we hear from yes. him in prison. Right. Uh, I'm getting sentenced on the 16th. And uh, it's really up to the judge what happens to me. But uh, my judge likes me. You know, we get it along good. And uh, I think something's good going to happen. I think I'm going to go home on an alternative sentence. This kid thinks he's going to go home. He thinks he's going to, like, go home and get to, like, have, like, an ankle bracelet and, like, live with his family. He gets 50 years. Yeah. He will be eligible for parole in 25 years when he's 47 years old. Yeah. I'm Jess Kawhi, the Dancing Outlaw, and this is Pawnee's Camper Band that come a long way to play for me tonight. We're going to give you some picking and clicking. Hit it. This is where we learn that, like, Jesco is crazy. And, my like, my favorite part of this whole thing is when Mammy says that when he's not on drugs or alcohol. Alcohol. I have that, too. <laughs> Can we do a little experiment? Sure. We've never done this ever. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So please just do something for me. Yep. Please play what Mammy says at timestamp 39 minutes and 9 seconds. <laughs> Listeners, let's play a game at home. Okay, ready? Listen to this and try to understand what the fuck she said. Jesco, he started sniffing that gas in line of fluid when we were shying. And we couldn't do nothing with him. So here's, so you guys, closed captions, I'm telling you. <laughs> Dude, what do the closed captions say? I'll tell you. <gasps> but here's the thing. They should have, Johnny Knoxville, girl, I know you're listening. How are you? Call Patrick. <laughs> um... That should have had the, their own subtitles in the movie because there were a lot of times in this that they were subtitled. Right, that's right. I totally agree. And when that oh. happens, my closed captions turn off, oh. so I can see like the films on screen text. Yep. So I know when they chose to use them very sparingly in this. You guys, you knew on screen text so well. We were so on your side with the on screen. You know text. what the problem is? Fucking Johnny Knoxville speaks this language. He knows Johnny knows exactly what she said. All of the jackass yeah. guys do. Okay, so here's what I had. I was like, that's not right. Yeah, because I couldn't believe. I, I went back four times. What she says is, Jesco, he started sniffing that gas and lighter fluid when we was young. <laughs> and then, because it's a little bit of crosstalk, yeah. and then Mammy goes on to say, and we couldn't do nothing with him. Jesco, he started sniffing that gas and lighter fluid when we were young, and we couldn't do nothing with him. Oh, that's what she says. That's what she says. <laughs> Hero bell for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> And the closed captions, like, they can only do so much. Right. If, when eight people are talking, like. Totally. More air saves in. Mm-hmm. At the hospital. Wake up when we get in. Uh... So the 72 hour waiting period for Kirk's baby is up. So, sexy. Drives Kirk back to Thank the... Thank you. Thank you for sticking with that with me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> they drive back to the hospital to pick up the baby. And before... First of all, Kirk is out of her mind. She's so fucked up she on whatever she's on. She's nodding off. She's... You guys, physically, she's yeah. leaning over. She can't keep her eyes open. The idea that you would go back to the hospital to pick up your baby in that state is unreal to me. And it speaks volumes. Yeah. And so... Before they can even get out of the car, one of the cousins comes running over. The cousin who brought her the pills that she snorted. Yep. What is it? CPS got the baby in Boone County. I swear I was just there. I just tried to go see her. CPS has got the baby in Boone County. Comes running over and says the baby's not there. CPS has it. CPS is child protective services. Yeah. Also, like, the system's a mess, so I hope that baby's okay. But, like, thank God that Kirk doesn't have her. I want to say something here because I am in that world. So I am a foster parent. We adopted our daughter through foster care. And CPS can be a mess. We had a great experience with it. Hero Bell. Hero Bell for CPS. I mean, the, the, the workers in CPS, by and large, do God's work and they make literally no money. Sure. So they take this baby to a foster home, presumably because they found drugs in the baby's system. Mm -hmm. And I was really, really conflicted in this moment, watching a birth parent 
learning that this baby had been taken away and she says this horribly heartbreaking thing. I'm going to say it because I don't know if you guys will be able to understand it, but she talks about how like maybe there's a strange person holding her baby and I was sobbing. Like I am so sympathetic to birth parents who have their kids taken away for whatever reason. And I got to say like at the end of this, you guys, I am going to be ringing the hero bell for Kirk because this is the beginning of her... She realizes that if she's going to get her baby back, she's got to get her her act together. And she mm-hmm. fucking does it. Not right away. Yeah, we still have a, quite we got, some We got time a ways to go. to go. But, like, it was... For me, it, I had a very emotional response to this scene. I absolutely understand that. Someone who does not have such an emotional stake in it. Yeah. The fact that she's so shocked... Mm-hmm. is infuriating. Well, because they've gotten away with this how many other times? Exactly. You know? Exactly. So there's something about it where it's like, bitch, please, sobbing and inconsolable and like, not, like, oh, why? Like, yeah. well, you know exactly why. Right. Right now is why. Exactly. You blew lines in front of her when she was 20 hours old. And, you know, the hospital probably saw her when she came in. Yeah. And was like, dude, probably, I mean, the baby had drugs in her system. Yeah. And they probably tested her blood too and realized that the mom was stoned off her fucking ass. We're going to figure out something like the state taking. You know what I'm saying? So now the sexiest woman in the world is driving the car. Yep. Bob. Bob, the sexiest woman in the world, is driving the car. Oh, this, you guys, this, they have just left the hospital. They have just found out that the baby has gone to CPS. Their first stop is fucking Taco Bell. All we hear is like Courtney Love level sniffling, and I'm not kidding. I know, I know. Because we don't, and this is why I know that Kirk was blowing lines. Yeah. Is because we didn't see her. And we just heard sniffling. So the filmmakers were like, they just didn't want to show her doing that. But that's exactly what she was doing. So this is going to, this is like a whole other mini episode. This is the most ridiculous situation. The two of them, Sexy (laughs) and Kirk, are more stoned. Somehow between like the 15 minute drive to Taco Bell, they've gotten so fucked up. And it's ridiculous. They're at the drive through, you guys. Can I get a case of beer? <laughs> That's sexy. Hello. Sorry about you. Wake up. Yeah, give me What's a case that? of beer. The sexiest woman in the world orders a f- <laughs> orders a fajita, and the guy's like, "We don't have them." And at first, I'm like, "Taco Bell, really?" <laughs> but sexy's like, "Y'all don't have fiestas." The steak and cheese fajita only with cheese and steak only. We don't have fajitas. You don't have fiestas. She's so fiestas. Yeah. <laughs> and the poor guy's like, sorry, uh, can y'all repeat that? And she's like, why, why is it a wild fiestas on your sign? Can I get some mozzarella cheese sticks? And you're like, what? Why is it on your sign if you don't have it? Are you talking about Y'all have mozzarella cheese sticks? No. She literally asked for mozzarella cheese sticks at Taco Bell. And also, like, you should have fajitas. But he probably <laughs> right. couldn't understand a goddamn word she said. Right. But then it was like, y'all have fiestas? I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so then... So she asked the guy to repeat the order back to her and she, then just drives away. <laughs> she had the wherewithal, which also, whenever you do takeout, just, like, please read it back. That's a great... That's a, an excellent question to ask. And I was shocked that she had the... She was together enough to ask that. Did you repeat that order back to me? Yes, I got her. She's like, where's my fiestas? <laughs> where's my gorditas? I'm like, oh, okay. Here, here's the thing where I'm like the the level of entitlement and and lack of awareness. Uh huh. Sexy sees people sitting in the Taco Bell, right? So, so they're in the car. Right. They're at, they're still in the car. There is a pane of glass. There's a window. So she sees people, in, and you know those fast food restaurants. The glass is super thick. <laughs> like it's so she sees it's like bulletproof. Totally. Yeah. I mean, totally. Yeah. Uh, and she sees people that they know. In the Taco Bell, like, just having a really nice evening for themselves. Totally. Sexy <laughs> screams at them. She's not letting them. Renee! Get out and knock on the window. So they're trying to get the attention of these people in the Taco Bell. The right. people in the Taco Bell finally turn around. And they're right. like, oh, they're qui- they have, like, a quizzical, like, oh, hi. Just like, being nice. And they're like, yeah. you guys, this glass is really thick. We're safe here. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Diana. What she says is, 
Oh my God, y'all, they took her baby away. <laughs> they took the baby. They took her baby. She had her baby. CPS took her. And so the people inside the Taco Bell are basically clapping with like the thumbs up, like, oh, she had the baby, yay. Because she's gesturing, <laughs> and then she's gesturing a pregnant belly. The tone is like, oh my God, y'all, she had the baby. And the people are like, what? Excellent. And there she's literally like, they took her baby. She's crying. She's crying. She might as well be like, she's beautiful, seven pounds, four ounces. It's amazing. She's a miracle. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And they're like, hey, y'all. Like, yeah, the, people, I know. the poor people waving. It's like, just finish your fiestas, everybody. I know. I... Just, oh my God. And also, Mammy, now we're like with Mammy. Yeah. Suddenly, who the fuck knows? Right. And this movie makes me feel like I'm on, like, a I sorted know. I know, I know, I know. And Mammy keeps referring to the baby as it, which is really I know. just yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, they took it because there's drugs in it. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know how that's helpful. I just don't know. It's awful. It is awful. So Mammy, Sexy, and Kirk go to the bar. So this is the whole scene where, like, Kirk is out of her mind. She's so sad. She doesn't know where her kid is. She's fucked up on drugs. They're getting ready to go out. And this is where you see the three of them. Like, you can tell that, like, when they were teenagers, they have this thing where, I'm the mean one. I'm the whatever mm. one. And they... Stupid Charlie's Angels pose. Exactly. Ugh. And they try to do it now, and they are they are falling all over themselves. They are so fucking hammered. Right. Now, you see all three minutes? girls the biggest the meanest and baddest oh you go now you see us now we look pretty goddamn good uh-huh. and then they act they're like just wait till we come back then we're really gonna be hammered and you're like oh. <laughs> more than this all right my voice is gonna be shot doing that low gravelly thing all for you guys so now we're, we're back to Mousy. Mousy, again, is Mamie's daughter who was in jail for four years. Right, with the deadbeat husband, Charlie, who cheated on her with Kirk. <laughs> you guys... You guys got it? <laughs> Taking some notes? So then we're like, we like meet Charles, right? You shut the fuck up. Well, you, you always run your mouth. Oh, be easy. I ain't around for you. Get the hell out of here. That beer is not you. Get the hell out of here. Open shirt. He's disgusting. He, he never has a shirt on. And no. when he does, it's wide open. And, and you're he's like, oh my fat God. and just, he's disgusting. And his girlfriend, very smartly, does not want to be on camera mm-hmm. or associated with any of this. So now they like... Get Charles in the car, they, right? So to be clear, Charles has a girlfriend, but he's agreed to get into this car with Mousie, who is his ex-wife. Uh, also drinking and driving. Everyone's yep. drinking and driving. So now Mousie is uh, full out sexually assaulting her. But I mean, they technically are married. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just yeah, trying yeah. to find the words of who he is to her. Yeah. They're technically married. And she is ripping his clothes off and just demanding sex from him. And he's not into it. He is say how many times does he say no? <laughs> really? We got damn. No, no, you're stuck with full mousy tonight. Mousy's getting dick tonight. Fine. You're right. Ah, <laughs> damn. Hell no. Yes. No. But then they like get back together. Yeah, That's and how so that like, story ends. we get the you know because the, these guys went to the film school of on screen text. Thank God, hero Thank bells God. for them. We find out that like after this night, this guy never goes back to his wife, and he just like stays with Mousy. He moves back in with Mousy. Well, he sleeps with the girlfriend like Here every once there. in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Cares. So now, basically, what happens like towards the end is that is Kirk. The one who who lost the baby to CPS, she's like she knows that in order to like get the baby back, she's got to get clean. Like that's that's the things that she has to do. So you see her on the phone. She's calling around trying to find a rehab that can take her. Mm-hmm. Okay, I so appreciate it. Okay, bye. She's gonna get me straight in on Monday. And she finds one. Yeah. And before she goes, she goes on a super bender, which is like, I've watched Intervention. I know that's what you do. Yeah. Where like, the the people are like, can I shoot up before I go? Can I drink on the plane? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Whatever it takes to get you there. Whatever it takes to get you there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they, they go to this like, they go to a bowling alley and they get hammered. Clerk's last party for rehab. We're having her one last party before she goes to rehab at the bowling alley in Chapmanville, West Virginia. And I signed everyone's name on it that drunk I love it. That way I'm going to keep it treasure. That way when Kirk comes out straight and clean, I'm going to say remember this. And all I can think of this whole time is like, you guys, she never, she needs to never see you again. Like, if this is going to uh-huh. work, this needs to be the, like, there's no celebrating her sobriety 
at a bar when she gets out. You know what I mean? This like, needs to be a goodbye party. A goodbye party. Forever and ever and ever. Right, right. Yeah. And so she go, like she goes to rehab and she's with her son Tyler on the way to this rehab. Oh, this is horrible. At, she's trying to talk to him about like what rehab is. And- we go go to the bank and drop me off and then y'all come back. Why do we gotta go to the bank? Because I gotta go over and stay back. And it's it's just heartbreaking. And then like basically it ends with like Kirk going to rehab uh-huh. and she she go and you're just like the whole time you're like, please let this work, please let this work. Right. And she's been there for a little while. She's clean and sober. She's been sober for three months. She looks great. I've been clean for three months. That's my twenty-four hour coin. That's my thirty day coin. She goes back to get Tyler and he's going to come and live with her now. Mm-hmm. And they're now they're in the car again, driving back to the rehab. And Tyler's saying to her, like, you're going to leave me. You will leave me. I'm not going to leave. You always do. I'm not going to leave you. You left me last time. Why do you always remind me of that? I've told you I'm sorry like a million times. No, you haven't. You're in charge. Uh, okay. I'm really, really sorry for ever leaving you anywhere. I'm really sorry for never playing your game with you. That's bad. Mom's really sorry. I'll say it again. I'm sorry, Tyler. Okay, I'm so sorry. You don't have to say I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Will you ever forgive me? You can see her seeing her son and like loving him so mm. much um, for it's the first fu- time. It's funny that you say that because she didn't, she wouldn't even look at him in that first interview. Right. She was talking at him like he would, he was behind her. Yeah, I know. So for you to say seeing, that's a very uh, pointed well, thing. Well, because you there's said. this one Smart part. Smart and beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. You're it's welcome. so thin. There's this one part where she's looking at him and they're talking and he looks away and she just keeps staring at him and he looks back and he's like, what? What? Yeah. And she's oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's so real. It's yeah. like, she did it. And then we we see in the end that like, because she's making this progress, she gets to see her daughter on the weekends, mm-hmm. which I can tell you like being in the foster parent system, that's real major progress. Sure. It's the first step to getting your kids back. Yeah. We don't know what happens. I don't know. Did you Google? I Googled, but it was, uh, I didn't learn much. I really didn't. Um, I would love all. to know if anybody out there like has an article yeah. about whatever became of Kirk. I don't care about the rest of them. I really don't. I want to know what happened to Kirk. I want to know if she like, stayed clean, if she got her kid back. I, Kirk, if you're listening, girl, call us. Yeah, I I, I, I do wish her the best. Like I said, I've, I, I've known people who have who've battled heroin and that's yeah. super tough. And I, I really do wish her the best. I hope she got her life together. And I hope she got away from the fucking whites who I don't think are wonderful at all. No. We got through it. You know, I was excited. I, this is also just like my favorite day of the week. Oh, I know. Recording I day it. is the it's best. It's the best. Yeah. But I was like really mad. I know. I like resent that this movie kind of glorified a lot of bullshit, but I had fun talking to you about it. You know, some one of the lawyers in this said, you know, there's a kid from this town who's just as underprivileged as these kids and he got into MIT. Why aren't their cameras following him around? Right. Because the jackass guys aren't going to fucking make a movie about the smart kid who went to MIT right. and like worked his way out. Like, are you kidding me? Johnny Knoxville called me. Um, well, what are we doing next, girl? You tell me you're the one who just looked it up. All right. <laughs> um, you guys, we're doing Finders Keepers on the calendar, and it said Bowling for Columbine. You guys, there was just another school shooting last week, and to be honest with you, we can't handle it right nope. now. So nope. we're going to do Finders Keepers. It's, it's another one you guys have all asked for, mm-hmm. and it's going to be super fun. We're gonna, It's going to be great. Great. Uh, girl, where can they find us? Oh, my God. Um, at True Crime Obsessed on the Twitter, at True Crime Obsessed Podcast on the Instagram, and True Crime Obsessed where can they find you? At Jillian with a G. I love how you do you. Every, you? It's it's very, uh, I like that we bookend with a little sing-songiness. <laughs> I like it. Uh, at Jillian with a G on all the things. 
You can find me at Patrick Hines on the Twitter, at Patrick Hines underscore on the Instagram. You guys, don't forget to check out our Patreon. We, we're up to episode seven of Serial, you guys. It's crazy town. Yeah, and for five bucks, you can if you join now, yeah. that was horrible. That's very commercially, <laughs> and that's not what I mean. But like, if you sign up, you get the backlog. Like, they never go I know. away. It's true. And they're all commercial free. Yeah. They just exist forever for you. Totally. Love you so much. Obsessed. Stay tuned for our hilarious outtakes. TM, 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 TM. You guys were off next week because Jillian is taking a much well-deserved vacation. And our palate cleanser this week is from this year's Tony-nominated Broadway revival of Once on this Island. It's Alex Newell singing Mama Will Provide. Uh, and we love you. We'll see you soon. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bye. And what's the problem there? I got a human foot. Have a what? A human foot. And this bum nasty got me grossed out. I had seen the grill and ended up buying it. And I opened the grill up, and there's a foot, you know, five toes and five toenails. I decided to keep it. The Smoker Grill is now a tourist attraction. I can't believe. I mean, who is this guy? That's my leg. He lost his leg three years ago, and that's just one hurdle life has thrown at him. I've been shot, run over by a state dump truck, electrocuted. I've been through a lot. An unbelievable character, isn't he? A gentleman told me today I was a household name in Hollywood, California. Everybody around here knows him as a footman. Some folks just call me foot for short. It is a freak show, no question. It's a funny story, but it's born of tragedy. I lost my leg in a plane crash, and I lost my father. When I was a kid, I made a wish. One day I might be a movie star. He likes the spotlight. It's all he thinks about. It's just took him over. After the crash, they send you home with cans full of Oxycontin, and nobody says anything about the addiction. That's what about killed me. And I would've just kept on doing what I was doing. It's really all I had was that leg. If he can hang on to this leg and keep it in this world, then that's his dad. This leg has given him a purpose. There must have been 50 cameras clicking and flashing. None of that had ever happened before in my life, and uh, that's something you'll never forget, you know. The battle tonight is just who does that leg belong to? I got proof, evident. He actually thought this was his big break. As bizarre as it all is, we can't move forward until there's an ending for this leg. It's a win-win-win. If you're just winning or win-winning, that's that's just winning or win-winning. But when you're win-win-winning, you're win-win-winning. Oh my God! What, there was a listener today who tweeted at us and was like, "Patrick, every time I hear your laugh, it like makes my heart sing." But as a professional, um, <laughs> I'm really concerned for the health of your vocal folks. Yeah, get that that throat coat going. I know. Do you want to have like a relationship advice podcast? <laughs> that would actually be amazing. That would be amazing because I feel like I don't, I'm not that good at that stuff. So I think it'd be amazing to give advice about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. But yeah, let's let's throw another fucking podcast on our. Place. I know that exactly. Like a good idea. Um, but now there's that scene where they're all just like playing that South Park, like you snort K and I'll snort K, honey. <laughs> and they're playing this loud music like on the train tracks right. or whatever. And then they cut to Bertie May, and the poor thing looks. <laughs> Like the most miserable I've ever seen anyone look. And they're like, Mom, watch me. Like they're all in the pool. Like, watch me do a handstand. Only they're doing their stupid fucking music. And she is sitting there and like her eyes are glazed over and half closed. And she's like, This I know. is my life. She's like, Somehow this is what became of my offspring. Right. You snork K and I'll snork K, honey. <laughs> Remember when after Kirk um, blows lines in the bathroom on the toilet of the <laughs> shitty bar where she's covered in glitter and then starts quoting the Bible? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> She's also incredibly sexy, according to her. And nobody else. Have you ever Googled bad smile? Don't ever do it. Oh, no. I Googled bad smile once. I don't remember why. It ruined my life. Okay, well. Yeah. Oh, little girl, don't you be afraid. Oh, little girl, let me be your guy.
to sit on To sleep underneath Sand Fun for your toes Plantain To fill up your belly 